Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 14. Shared a cell with, when he'd first been put inside, who told Shadow how he'd once got out after five years behind bars, with a hundred dollars and a ticket to Seattle where his sister lived. Johnny Larch had got to the airport and he handed his ticket to the woman on the counter, and she asked to see his driver's license. He showed it to her. It had expired a couple of years earlier. She told him it was not valid as ID. He told her it might not be valid as a driver's license, but it sure as hell was fine identification, and it had a photo of him on it, and his height, and his weight, and damn it, who did she think he was if he wasn't him? She said she'd thank him to keep his voice down. He told her to give him a fucking boarding pass, or she was going to regret it, and that he wasn't going to be disrespected. You don't let people disrespect you in prison. Then she pressed a button, and a few moments later, the airport security showed up, and they tried to persuade Johnny Larch to leave the airport quietly. And he did not wish to leave, and there was something of an altercation. The upshot of it all was that Johnny Larch never actually made it to Seattle, and he spent the next couple of days in town, in bars, and when his $100 was gone, he held up a gas station with a toy gun for money to keep drinking. And the police finally picked him up for pissing in the street. Pretty soon he was back inside serving the rest of his sentence and a little extra for the gas station job. And the moral of this story, according to Johnny Larch, was this. Don't piss off people who work in airports. Are you sure it's not something like kinds of behavior that work in a specialized environment such as prison can fail to work and in fact become harmful when used outside such an environment, said Shadow, when Johnny Larch told him the story? No, listen to me. I'm telling you, man, said Johnny Larch. Don't piss off those bitches in airports. Shadow half smiled at the memory. His own driver's license had several months still to go before it expired. Bus station, everybody out. The building stank of piss and sour beer. Shadow climbed into a taxi. And that's our page. So, there's not a lot to talk about on this page, because most of the page is dedicated to Johnny Larch and his particular brand of philosophy. It's, it's funny to read this now in 2018, and trying to imagine a time where pulling some crazy shit like this in an airport wouldn't involve you being dragged off and tossed into some dark pit somewhere. But pre-2001, I mean, I doubt there would be that stiff of a penalty for pulling some kind of disorderly conduct in an airport. Now, though, it's a good excuse to cart you off to Cuba or some other black site prison somewhere and just forget about you. Oh, hey, oubliette. The first thing it shows us is why Wilson is so certain Shadow will be back in prison. On the previous page, or maybe two pages ago, um, recently at least, Shadow wanted to talk about recidivism. It's a real thing, and the odds of an inmate going to prison after being released are somewhere probably around 40% or so, at least as of 2011. So not quite half, but 40% is really high. What if there was a 40% chance that you would end up back at your old job that you hated? Just imagine, 40% chance and you're back there tomorrow. I wouldn't take that chance. The story Shadow Remembers of Johnny also shows us just how different Shadow is from a lot of the other inmates. He actually listens to Loki when Loki tells him to read Herodotus, and he has a very specific response to Johnny Larch's particular brand of crazy, and he doesn't 
at least in the story, Shadow doesn't do what he would normally do, which is nod his head and kind of mumble something. He even thinks about how in prison you've got to kind of mumble something innocuous and then get back to whatever you were doing. But in this case, Shadow gets a full paragraph to talk about his philosophy, his his ideas, why Johnny Larch's overall plan didn't work. It's indicative of why the Warden and Wilson are so dismissive of Shadow. And even the guy with the pink hands and the the port wine stain birthmark, he's really doubtful that Shadow is going to make it again on his own in the real world. And at 40%, that's, that's not entirely hard to believe. It's shitty. But Shadow isn't a typical inmate, especially not in the context of this novel. I didn't really see much else. The description of the bus station doesn't ring true for me, but I've only been in a few bus stations in the Northeast in my life, and a lot of them were larger, major metropolitan ones instead of a tiny one in whatever prison town this is in. So it's anecdotal. I don't remember the piss smell or the sour beer smell. But, I mean, it's not a... It's not hard to imagine those odors coming together in a wonderful confluence in a bus station. So, for the purposes of the story, I suppose I will let that ride. Let me look. Page 14. I don't think anything else of note happens. I've been trying to take really good notes, but I did not take good notes here. Yep, I think that's it. Did I miss something? Probably. If I did, please email me. It is theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com, and we're also on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. An extra thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. I'll be back tomorrow for another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>